All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the Colts and the Bengals because that's what you do on a Monday. We'll have the good, the bad, and the ugly. But no matter what was good, bad, or ugly yesterday, and there was very little good, what is really important is that the Colts find a way to beat the Steelers because in these two games, uh, Colts, Bengals, Colts, Steelers, they really need to go one and one. And that was true yesterday. If they had beaten the Bengals, you could have the Steelers come to Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday, lose, and you're still in pretty good shape. But you can't lose both these games. The AFC is way too tightly bunched in the middle to accommodate more losing. The Colts, they cannot lose this Saturday to the Steelers. We'll see what happens with Kenny Pickett, whether he's going to be back from that high ankle a little bit earlier than expected. He had the surgery to try to hasten the high ankle healing. Is Jonathan Taylor going to be able to be back on Saturday? What you saw yesterday is the need that the Colts have for dynamic playmaking people in their offense. Come on. What are we doing? You get a pick six and you still lose by 20. That ain't easy. All right, you got to beat the Steelers. If you don't, all kinds of bad things start to tumble and start to happen as far as tiebreakers for the end of the season. If you lose to the Steelers, you got to win out. And go 10-7, and seven, and even then, you've got a problem. Isaiah Cox says they need to forget this game and move on after they learn from it. You're right, Isaiah. Today, they learn. Tomorrow, they forget. Wednesday, they work. Very good. Good comment. It allowed me to wrap up talk about the Colts, if only for a moment. Indiana basketball, they got their break speed off on Saturday afternoon against Auburn in Atlanta. That's a game that needs to be forgotten. And somebody between now and this coming Saturday, when Kansas visits Simon Scott Assembly Hall, is going to have to teach the Indiana players how to play the game. Because it's not about dribbling and shooting and moving your feet. It's about knowing how to play. Well, it is about that stuff. But it is about knowing how to compete, knowing how to play the game of basketball. And Indiana showed it. Flat does not know how to play basketball. We'll talk about that a little bit. Pacers tonight in Detroit coming off the loss Saturday against the Lakers. There's good news about that loss to the Lakers. We'll get to that. Uh, and the Indiana Fever. Indiana Fever won the NBA draft lottery last night. And there's Caitlin Clark, but I'll tell you why Caitlin Clark is likely not coming to the Indiana Fever. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, December 11th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. You go to MyBookie, and the link is going to be in the show description as soon as we finish this. You go there. This season, MyBookie, no strings attached, cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use the promo code KENT. On a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet your deposit amount once, and you're ready to cash out at any time. Again, that's promo code KENT to claim your cash deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. All right, make sure and subscribe. Make sure and like the video, because it's the polite thing to do. Nice thing to do. Who's your hospitality and all that? And if you want to make a deposit like Isaiah did, go ahead. No big whoop. All right, let's talk about the Colts from yesterday. This, this was just an ugly game. 
We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, 25 seconds from 156 left in the first half to 131 left in the first half. You had a touchdown pass on a fourth and one. Strong go! Fourth and one from the Bengals two. Minshew hit Mo Ali Cox. Nice, nice play design. Nice reception by Mo. Colts back in the game at 14 to 7. Immediately after the kickoff, you've got a, a wonderful circumstance. You've got Jake Browning throwing a pick six to Ronnie Harrison. Gone the other way, and the game is tied at the half, and you feel pretty good. Big Mo, momentum swinging toward the Colts. No, sadly not so much. In the second half, it was all Bengals as they uh, destroyed the Colts and, and really removed all hope. There, there was no hope at any point in the second half, 34-14 to 14 the final. So you move away from this game. Because why, why belabor it, right, for us? For the Colts, you got to learn from it today. Us, we need to move on. Steelers, coming to town on Saturday. This is where the Colts stand right now. The Monday night football game is between two NFC opponents. So that's not going to impact, obviously, AFC playoff standings. Right now, the Colts are in seventh place. Which means they would get the final wildcard berth in the playoffs if the NFL regular season ended today. There are a lot of tiebreaker scenarios that if the Colts beat the Steelers, they activate these tiebreakers. There's going to be a tie. There are a lot of teams at 7-6, and 6-7, six, six and 8-5, and, and, and so these last four games, obviously really critical in determining Who's going to go to the playoffs? If the Colts want to go to the playoffs, they've got to win this game. You've got to win three of the last four, and the one that they could stand to lose is that game against the Falcons. They could also lose the game against the Texans, but they have got to beat the Steelers in order to be able to survive a loss to the Texans. Happily, a lot of teams lost over the weekend that the Colts would like to lose. But like the Texans, like the Jaguars. But if the Colts had just won that game, they would be tied atop the AFC South. And all of a sudden, with Trevor Lawrence playing on one wheel, kind of, you feel good about where the Colts are at in terms of the AFC South. But because the Colts lost, now with four to play, you really got to do some heavy lifting. Because not only are you one game behind the Jaguars, you don't have the tiebreaker against the Jaguars because you lost twice to them. If the Jaguars continue to founder, and remember it's founder, not flounder, you got a real chance, but you have to beat the Steelers in order to activate that chance. Kenny Pickett, like we said, he's suffering from a high ankle. Mitch Trubisky, you would much rather face Mitch Trubisky at Lucas Oil Stadium Right now, the Steelers are playing like hot garbage, but they get an extra three days over the Colts to prepare for this game coming up on Saturday afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium, game time, 4 o'clock. We don't even need to go over the bad and, and the ugly of that game. It's, it's just hideous, and it's not good. Uh, but uh, you know what? The, the ugly, and this is really not so much ugly, uh, in some cases pretty, 
But here's the way the NFL works, and we're all we're all disconsolate, right, about the loss to the Bengals. We're like, oh my God, we're losing to the Bengals and the referees, and they're all against us. You know what happened over the weekend? Jets beat the Texans. What were the odds of that? And C.J. Stroud in concussion protocol. You've got the Browns beating the Jags. What were the odds of that with Joe Flacco as a starter the rest of the season? Are you kidding me? Joe Flacco off the couch, and he's going to be the starter the rest of the season for the Browns? Are we worried about the Browns? Well, we ought to be because they beat the Jags. The Bears beat the Lions. All right? Weird things happen in the NFL. The Vikings beat the Raiders 3 nothing. Weird things happen. Yesterday was an anomaly. Let's look at it that way. The Colts, they can't afford to look at it that way. They need to see the ways that they can improve. Terrible special teams. The the penalty, assuming it was valid on Taven Bryan, an absolute train wreck of a mistake. Isaiah McKenzie getting bumped by a mere speed. That cannot happen. Defense, you cannot play as soft as the Colt minus Zaire Franklin played yesterday. They got no pressure whatsoever on Browning. They got to get pressure. And that part of that is Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley, if four can't get there, then five need to get there or six need to get there. You need to do something to create pressure on a quarterback like Jake Browning or you are dead. And the Colts were yesterday. You have got to make adjustments. The Colts did not. They wind up losing. But you get you get the picture. Hopefully, Gus gets the picture and, and pressure is created on Mitch Trubisky, and you don't go four against five in the blocking and, and hope you win one of those matchups and continue to do it all day long despite losing those matchups. Where are the adjustments? All right. Indiana basketball. They get the week off for finals. Then Saturday, they play Kansas. Oh, when this game got scheduled, hey, Kansas is coming to a Simon Scott Assembly Hall. And then Indiana goes out and plays like they are unaware the game of basketball ever existed before Saturday. And I'll give you a great moment that kind of encapsulates the entire game. And that's Malik Renew with 18 seconds left in the first half. No shot clock. Tries to make a vertical entry to Kalel Ware, which was stupid on the face of it. Before you ever get to the stupidity of clock management. All right. Bad vertical entry. It goes out of bounds. No shot clock. What's the hurry, Murray? Why do we have Malik Renew making a vertical entry? And then you go back the other way. Auburn gets a three. Tyler Thompson says Colts on a nice 4-1 run. Five and two on the road. Exactly right. Exactly right. The bright side. Now, of course, Wednesday is Optimism Wednesday. And today we're still smarting a little bit. But you're 100% right, Tyler. And thank you for the donation. My goodness. It's a, it is. It's a 4-1 run. It's 5-2 and two on the road. That's not bad. And back-to-back road games. So although they didn't have to take the plane to Cincinnati, they took a bus. Um, Indiana has got to figure out a way. Mike Woodson's got to sit Malik Renew down and say, look, without a shot clock and with 18 seconds on the shot clock, why are you making an entry pass to Kalel Ware when we want to run the clock to zeros before we, we press ourselves into a bad look. 
they kept doing the same thing over and over in that game. No adjustments again. Constantly working it to wear, renew, and you had uh, Auburn had the shot blocker down low who really critically affected Indiana's ability to make shots. It, uh, I thought IU, more than playing badly, I thought they just played stupidly against Auburn. And then don't get me started on the defense. They allowed 104 points. That speaks for itself. Pacers tonight at Detroit. Good news about the loss to the Lakers. It doesn't count in the standings. That's a good thing. So, Pacers, they're going to get back. They're 12-8. and Going to get back. you got to be able to beat the Pistons, right? Um, you know what? And, and here's, here's an odd extrapolation over the loss that the, the Pacers suffered on Saturday to the Lakers. I, I saw tweets. This proves that LeBron James is the greatest of all time over Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan never won an in-season tournament. Well, there weren't any. This is the first. And LeBron James played on the team that won, but he was not the best player on the floor for the Lakers. That was Anthony Davis, who scored 41 points, had 20 rebounds, five assists, and four blocks. Anthony Davis was by far the better player for the Lakers over LeBron James. What are you talking about? Um... The Indiana Fever won the WNBA draft lottery, but here's the deal. You would think, well, Caitlin Clark is a senior, and so you'd take Caitlin Clark, obviously, but she's got a potential fifth year of eligibility at Iowa because of the COVID exception, which was a complete overreach by the NCAA and stupid and winds up penalizing more people than it rewards. Caitlin Clark would she rather play a fifth year at Iowa where her NIL money is substantially greater than what she would make in the WNBA for the Fever as the first overall pick? Of course. Why wouldn't she want to keep playing at Iowa? Doesn't make sense. So I think she probably stays at Iowa. I think it would be cool as hell for her to come in as the number one overall pick for the Fever, though. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays. Uh Darvin Masters, happy birthday, Derek Thomas, happy birthday, Joshua Allen, the great Kelly Vaughn, celebrating a birthday, Matt Rust, happy birthday, Rick Speth, who, who are you yelling for, Julie? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, she just yells, God bless her, that is one enthusiastic woman at 6.55 in the morning, uh, Rick Speth, happy birthday, Joe Passarelli, happy birthday, and Deborah Wyman. Happy birthday. I was just curious. I thought maybe she had run into Kelly Vaughn at some point in her life. I don't think she has. Kelly Vaughn's still doing great work in Indianapolis media. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. We need to lift each other up, not pull each other down. Colts fans, embrace each other. Give people a wave at the Kroger today. You see someone on the street, you say, hey, go Colts. We got Saturday coming up. Lift each other. Be a fan base that cares. The radio show in just a couple of minutes on WGCLradio.com. If you're in Bloomington, just tune to uh, 98.7 or 1370 AM. Later today, I think we're doing it two big brains, uh, Dan Dockich and I. And later today, we'll hear from Shane Steichen. And further later today, I'll be back with Inside Indiana Sports. Oh, no. Can't wait to talk to you then.